I don't know what I'm going to do with her when she gets older. Kind of wake up in cold sweats thinking about it sometimes. Uh, somebody took a picture of her and used one of those little Instagram filters and made her look like she was like 16 and wearing makeup and just kind of, yeah, made me break out in a sweat. I was showing it to somebody and this teenage boy walks up and he's looking at it and he's like, whoa. It's like guns don't kill people. Dads with pretty daughters do. But <laughs> anyway, that's all free. Jesus, we thank you for your word to us this morning. God, we're grateful for this place to gather in your name. God, to hear from you the things that you have uh, to say to us. We're grateful, God, for the opportunity to uh, uh, it's to have you feed us with your word. God, to, to teach us. God, to exhort us. God, we're uh, appreciative of all that you do for us. God, now today I just pray that you would give us ears to hear and that you would uh, plant these things deep inside of us. God, make uh, make us to be all that you would have us to be. In your name we pray it. God, I just pray you take this word and organize my thoughts and, and bring it forth the way that you want it brought forth. God, I pray it in your name. Amen. Amen. <coughs> yep, that was free. Uh, let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians 2. So, it's kind of a relief yesterday getting ready for Sunday school and not getting a word that was going to be a, another beating. <laughs> not another dire warning of the, the uh, uh, swift and blinding destruction to come. So... Um, yeah, Mike and I kind of have this running gag. It's like, so so is the word going to be a, a precious precious or a precious beating? <laughs> well, after plenty of precious beatings, kind of excited about just having a precious precious, so to speak. Although I have to admit I was kind of like, wow, after last Sunday, I thought, well, okay, I don't, I don't think we need any more beating services. Um, now what are we going to talk about? It would be like reading the news if like everybody behaved like civilized people. It's like what would be in the news, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh so in Philippians two uh, Yeah, why don't we start in one, I suppose. I wasn't going to start there, but it's just such a great chapter. And then it starts out saying, if they're four, so it's like, it seems like you would almost need to slide back further. But if, if we start in one, one, then we're going to be here all day. So, um, so, sure, we'll start in, in 2.1. It says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. 
Um, of course, he says, therefore, because he was talking about that it's given on our behalf to to suffer, not only to, to believe on Christ, but to suffer for Him. We all like that. He says, having the same conflict in 130 uh, that you saw in me and now here to be in me. Of course, that word for conflict is like like a place of a contest, like a coliseum or an arena. So life is like that. It's like it's like we're in this we're in this race, you know. Um, in fact, it's the same word that it uses in, in Hebrews 12 for, for race. Um, but uh, but he says, you know, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love of one accord and one mind. The word one accord is really more like one soul. So, you know, we, we should should be of one soul. Uh, and, uh, and so it depends on, on where, you're, where you come from. Uh, you know, uh, there are plenty of people that have the same last name as me that I'm not related to. That uh, So that happens. You know, we're not, not of the same little pool, you know. And uh, and then you know there are some people you can just look at them and you can tell, wow, they are totally related. And you know whether for good or for ill, <laughs> it's like they are so related. Um, so, but of course, having been born of God, being of one soul, be is a is a really good thing. And and people should see that in the church. Like, wow, you guys are all related, aren't you? Indeed, we are. So, so he says, "Fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love and of one accord and of one mind." You know, the thing I love about this is like this is kind of where the church gets hung up on coming into how we could ever come into unity and how we could ever, you know, come to a perfect man because it's like, well, who's, you know, if we're going to come into the, the, you know, the same, be like-minded, whose mind are we all going to be like? Like who gets to set the standard for, for that? It's like Pilate saying, "What is truth?" And uh, uh, and I'm sure you've had conversations with people about that. It's like, well, you know, who gets to say what's right and who isn't? And you know, how do you know how do you know your what you believe is right and, you know, versus what I believe and all that kind of stuff? But if we're all coming, becoming like-minded with Christ, with His mind, then that would be. That would be a really great place to be. That would be, that would be that uh, that proper mind and that one soul. Yeah. So he says in verse three, "Let nothing be done through strife." Uh, another good word there would be rivalry. Uh, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. That's tough on the human nature. <laughs> it's like, well, what about me? What about precious? It's like, I was uh, I was talking with somebody the other day. It's like, you know, when when we had our first kid, I spent like several months kind of trying to reclaim this lost way of life. You know, <laughs> it's like life is so different now. You know, and uh, not in a bad way. It's just different, and. Um, you know, I thought, well, but, you know, this is what I'm accustomed to doing with my time. And it's like, well, you don't get to do that anymore. And uh, it's like, okay. But, uh, you know, coming to accept that actually, well, this is my life now. 
and this, you know, I wouldn't want to miss out on this because I'm too busy fretting about, you know, I, I lost this little bit of, you know, I get to do what I want to do all the time kind of thing. And so, you know, we're like that, though, sometimes. You know, we, we kind of have a tendency to focus on our own things and our own wants and 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 all that. And, you know, if you want a really great example of uh, coming away from that sense of kind of self-centered thinking, it's like just have a baby. You know, especially if you're a woman. You know, guys, it's not, it's not so bad. But uh, we, we still get to kind of, you know, coddle precious a little bit. But... Uh, you know, when the baby wants to eat and it's three in the morning, you know, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. Sorry, Tasia, my bad. But, um, uh, but you know, there there really is a sense of, um, you know, it, it actually it's a it's a really precious thing when you do focus on the stuff that people around you need rather than your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that, uh, you know, if you focus on on those things, on the people around you, if you focus on the things of, of the kingdom of God, then your own stuff either kind of falls by the wayside and you don't miss it, or uh, it all falls into place. Wow. Kind of like, you know, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all that stuff being added to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it's interesting because he's talking about this sense of unity and, and looking out for each other and stuff like that. And then he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So it's like he's building up to this sense of that. Um, Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we're all really familiar with that passage. Um, one of the, and, and you know, for the purposes of what we're talking about today, I, the thing I would kind of point out here is that verse 5 starts out with the word let. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like allow, exactly. And so... Um, I was listening to uh, one of Ron's sermons recently, and he was saying, you know, I, I felt like, well, i got to have something new to preach on because I've already preached on that. And uh, they're all going to just be like, oh, I know that already. you know. And then invariably somebody's going to come up and be like, wow, I've never heard that before. Or you, ne- you never said that before. Or you never said it quite like that before. Or, or you know, whatever. And... Uh, uh, and so I, I feel like I've preached this message quite a few times already uh, in you know, one form or another um, because really the, um, the thing that God is after is, is our surrender. You know, and, and there's a lot of other, there's other words you could look at, kind of different contexts or, or nuances to it, you know, because he needs your consent to the work in your life. He's not going to just barge in and take over. So uh, so he says, let this mind be in you. And uh, that is one of the great things about the Sabbath. 
when you, you practice batting away all these doubtful thoughts. It's like, wow, this is my mind? Ick! <laughs> it's like, I, you know, uh, in the, the words of a wise young man, don't want it. So... <laughs> It's sad when your kids get older and they stop doing stuff like that. It's great because you could ask Levi just about anything. It's like, don't want it. He didn't say no, it was don't want it. If he really didn't want it, then he sounded like he was auditioning for a metal band. It was like, don't want it. Okay. So, you know, spend some quiet time with your mind. And... See what kind of stuff floats around in there and or what kinds of stuff from the outside that it's kind of like, hey, that's kind of cool, you know, and that it's susceptible to that stuff. And, and it won't take very long of that in comparison to letting, letting the mind of Christ be in you yeah. that, that you're, you're ready to trade up. You know, it's like, wow. You know, it's like, who who wouldn't trade in their Pinto, you know, for, uh, I don't know, an Escalade. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, pearly white, you know, that kind of pearlescent look they got, you know, with the big old tires. And <laughs> it's on my list somewhere. We had some neighbors that moved in from out of state, and they had a Cadillac Escalade. On my block, and I thought that something does not add up. <laughs> like, this is not Escalade neighborhood over here at all. And their other car was an SUV too. And I thought, okay, what the heck? They moved. So, yeah, they 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 uh, they traded up. You know, it's like George and Weezy. But uh, uh, so anyway, here's where I really wanted to get to though. Over here in verse 12, this is where I was thinking about starting in the first place. This is wherefore, but see, it starts out with another wherefore. It feels like you got to, I know Paul always leaves you like, wait a minute, what? I'm going to have to go back and find out what is he talking about. This is wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but also much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Don't you like that? It's like, you know, it's like you leave your leave your kids at home, or, or I don't know, maybe Ron leaves for Georgia, and it's it's almost like this, you know. Of course, you have obeyed in my presence, and much more in my absence. It's like, uh-huh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but he says that uh, he says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and doesn't that seem Kind of contrary to a great deal of what else, what of the other things that we read in the in the New Testament, because it's like, wait a minute, what do you mean, work out my own salvation? It's like you figure this out. That's not what he's saying here. Um, no, when he says work out, it's like performing something in, or with the idea that you're going to get results out of it, and. Um, and the, this this combination of fear and trembling, um, these these words appear together like this uh, five times in the New Testament, with fear and trembling, 
And, uh, and again, it goes back to, um, you know, 400 years of, of English being ruined um, by uh, misuse and, and all kinds of stuff. And you can see that accelerating, you know, if, uh, I don't know, it's like, I've listened to people talk, and it's like, I literally did not understand a word of that. <laughs> it's like, where did you even get that? How did you how did you ever come up with using that word that way? And and all that kind of thing. But fear, you know, the, I mean, obviously fear has always meant this sense of, like, I'm afraid of something. And, and, of course, it means that here, but it's like, it's like reverence. You know, and it's like the word terror, and you know, there's places where it talks about the terror of the Lord. And when I think terror, I don't think, um, I don't necessarily think like awe or, you know, or reverence. I think of like being terrified. Yeah. I, I I think of you know somebody who doesn't like roller coasters strapped into a roller coaster screaming. You know, but. Um, me, I laugh maniacally while I'm on them. I enjoy, I enjoy them a great deal. Uh, but uh, but he, so he's he's saying that you want to take your salvation seriously with reverence. And and this, this word trembling is like has this idea to it that you're determined that you're going to make this that this is going to work but you don't think you can make it work yourself. And so and so it has this sense of this is, you know, I'm I'm determined that this is the direction that I'm going and and I'm taking it seriously and and I have this this healthy fear of God, but I'm trembling because I'm not sure I can do this. So that's, but that's a great place to be, you know. And that's that's when we come back to that place of letting His mind be in us, um, you know. He and there's there's lots of really great scriptures about um, uh, about you know looking at the things that, that Christ did and looking at, at you know thinking about how He walked in His mind and 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 how that makes such a great example for us. Uh, I, I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses. Verse 13 says, For it is God which works in you to will and to do His good pleasure. Uh, and, and I love the way the Darby, the Darby puts this. It says, Is God which works in you the willing and the working of His good pleasure. So it has this, you know, the, the willing. You know, but to, to, to will, he says here, for he works in you to will. It's like this active volition of your own, like that you are uh, that you are volunteering uh, to to let this stuff happen in you. So that he that he works it, that he brings it to pass. There's this really interesting intersection in our lives where. We need God to get the stuff done, and and we, uh, and, but He needs us to let Him. 
and there's things that he expects us to do, and there's things that he tells us that we need to do that he knows we can't do that we need him to do, and uh, and it all, to me, it all kind of comes down to that verse. It's God that works in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's like the he's the efficient cause of you doing the right stuff that he wants you to do. And uh, let's see, looking at my little chicken scrolls here. It's interesting how God, um, he, he won't supersede your will. He, he, he's not going to just, as I said, barge in and take over. And he, and yet he knows how to get you going his direction. You know, there's there's nothing like um, the best way to get somebody to come around to do what you want them to do is to convince them it was their idea. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and so um, you know, and we've all seen some movie or another where it's like. Some somebody is convinced that this is the best plan, and they they spout off this plan like it was their idea the whole time, and and everybody rolls their eyes like, you know, and and somehow that's that's what God does in us, and he 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 really he will he will bring you around like like the example Fred used Wednesday night about the how the the fences just get narrower and narrower so you really don't have anywhere else you could go. And uh, you know, until we come to that conclusion, like Peter did, it's like, well, where else would I go? It's like you have the words of eternal life. There is nowhere else I could go. Um, and so, so God puts in us this sense of wanting to go His direction and, and wanting to uh, let Him work in us the stuff that He wants to work. Um, excuse me. Um, let's see. I had like three other places to go, and I need to figure out which one I'm going to next. Let's see. Is that the one I want to go to? Yeah, yeah, go with me over to Psalm 110. We're just going to kind of jump in and out of here. Um, you know, and this is a this is a, a an interesting kind of prophetic psalm. Um, and I'm just going to read the first three verses. Uh, uh, the Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord will send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. Um, and I like this verse. Your people shall be willing in the day of your power. You know, it goes right along with what I was just saying, but here's the interesting thing. A more accurate way to say this would be, "Your people shall be an offering, wow. like that they, like that your people would offer themselves in the day of your power." 
And so that's, again, that's what God wants from us is is this sense of surrender that would offer ourselves to Him and, and let Him do what He does. And, uh, you know, how many of you have ever done something that you kind of swallowed really hard at the thought of doing it, but it was something you wanted to do, but it made you kind of nervous? And, you know, uh, but then you're glad you did. And, uh, um, you know, I was just talking about that. Mike and I were talking about that this week. We were kind of faced with this decision with, with the business. And I was like, well, every time we came up to something where we gulped at the price tag, it turned out to be really, really good for us. So I think we should do it. And uh, so whether or not I'm right remains to be seen. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> If I, if I come in here with uh, moths flying out of my pockets, you'll know that it didn't work. Um, and the little guy behind his desk in Canada will, you know, be rolling in money. But um, anyway, uh, so, but we feel that way about surrendering to God sometimes. It's like, well, I want to, but I just, ah. it's like, but but what if I don't get to? insert whatever here, you know. I mean, that's, it's, it's like the kind of thing that you hear people like, well, I would serve God, but I, I don't want to give up. But, you know, and, you know, when, and when, you, when you know God, you're thinking, but does not compare at all to, to God. You're not going to miss, but. You know? I mean, I... Seriously, had things in my life that that even as believer, I did. It's like I can't picture my life without, you know, X, Y, and Z being something that I do. And the idea of not kind of maybe break out in a cold sweat. And somehow God brought me around to this place where I was willing to let that thing go, whatever it might have been. And and then I found, wow, I don't miss that at all. Sometimes it can be tough to let something go right away. Um, and uh, and it's not always easy to just just you know surrender something before God, just lay it on the altar, and turn around and, and leave it there. I'm not saying that's an easy thing. Uh, and I'm not saying that you know you won't kind of. You know, wring your hands for a while about it, but but God knows how to. Uh, you know, He's so He's so pleased with that. He's so pleased with that sense of of obedience and that free will offering that um, He fills all that void up with with Him, and 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 He knows how to and and He'll you know He'll bless you because he, you know He said that He would you know, give you the desires of your heart, you know and. Um, Sometimes we have desires of our heart that it's like, I can't see God giving me that. And it's like, indeed, not that. <laughs> and, and, and so as we, as we come into that, that place of, uh, of his mind becoming our mind, that stops being a desire of our heart anymore. And we find that our desires change. And, uh, um, you know, and that's, that's a real blessing. I remember um, 
some of the music I used to listen to when I was in my 20s. And uh, I was recently listening to some music from my youth, but it was a lot more picky. <laughs> I was like, ooh, how did I listen to that before? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, let's remove that one from the playlist. Let's remove that one from the planet. And, you know, so... Um, you know, so, you know, and it was like, oh, I love this stuff. This is my jam. I can't, I can't possibly, you know, give up this, this music. It's like, uh, yeah, bye. Exactly. Like, Mike and I had this really stupid, like, novelty band we used to listen to in high school, and, uh, an uh, older brother in the church was like, ah, oh, you'll outgrow that. And we were like, uh-uh. You know. And displaying our maturity, you know, like, oh, yeah, totally. And sure enough, you know, I thought, hey, you know, my kids would probably enjoy that. And so I was like, yeah, check the song out. After about 20 seconds, I was just like, no, never mind. Forget it. Could not tolerate it anymore. So so God knows how to, to really change those things in us. So I love this, you know, this verse three here that people should be willing in the day of thy power. It always makes me think of of how God somehow circumvents your own will without violating your uh your free will to choose. And and he he's a genius. Because ultimately he knows that, that what you really want is is him. What you really want is what is everything that he wants you to be. Like the song says, "Twas best that 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 he had his way with thee," yeah. and and so, uh, you know, and so you know, sometimes we ask him, "It's like God, just take this thing away. It's like tear it out of my like claws here." He's like, "Well, I can't. I could, but I won't. It's like I actually need you to give it to me." And uh, you know, yesterday, like Mike took this little bag of like makeup and perfume and stuff out of, uh, tried to take away from Emily. And she's like, no, no, like wrestling him for it. And then he stopped. And then I just came over and just like pulled it out of her hand. And I was like, you didn't even fight me for it. She's like, I didn't expect that from you. (laughs) So I gave it back. uh, Yep. Uncle Greg is full of surprises. Um, Okay, so uh, go with me over to Romans 12. See, that's the best when somebody, you don't expect something from somebody, and then they then they show up and get you. Um, yeah, somebody from Baldwin drove by us this morning with their like, face smeared across the glass. We're just like driving along. Kind of did a double take. Made my morning. It's like I was not expecting that. Um, Okay, so here in Romans 12. um, And again, like I said, I think I've I've preached this message a billion times. And uh, I've told it to myself in the mirror plenty of times as well. Um, So, of course, we're all eminently familiar with this passage in in, the... in verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, 
acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Um, just such a great verse. Such a great little passage. Um, the Youngs uses the word sanctify instead of holy. Present yourself a living sacrifice. Sanctified. So set aside, uh, meant for a you know set aside for a specific purpose, and so that's that's what we do is we set ourselves aside for Him, yeah. and 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 so God, uh, He He I love how He uses this word acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's literally, where we get the English word logical. And uh, you know, I like logic. Logic is is great, uh, but reasonable is a great word too, because it has like this this phrase, which is your reasonable service. It's like when I read this in my head, I'm hearing, which is the very least you could do. You know, it's like he, if he gave, it's like, well, what did he give? He gave everything. He gave his entire life. So what would it then be reasonable that I give him back? Entire life. And uh, but the precious thing is, is he doesn't demand it. He puts that out there that that's kind of the expectation. But he's, you know, if you don't, he's not gonna, he's not going to force you, you know, to your knees and and uh, and make you uh, because he wants you to love him. Because he wants you to value the relationship, he wants you to um, choose voluntarily that you would surrender to him. So, you know, the very least that you could do, which is your reasonable service. You know, there's there's some things in life that I think you know it's kind of nice to just do the bare minimum, like the very least you could do. You know, and then there are some things where it's worth going all out on it. You know, obviously. You know, here I think they're kind of one and the same. The very least you could do would be going all out. And he says, but uh, and to not be conformed to this world. And and that's uh, you know, it's it's funny when you're young. That's the thing that you crave more than anything is to be conformed to the world. It's like I want to be just as different as everybody else. You know, it's like I I want to. You know, I want to express my individuality by dressing like everyone else, and <laughs> I want to express my individuality by dyeing my hair to look like a bag of Skittles. And uh, we l- literally went to school with a kid that that was his nickname because every week he came to school with his hair a different color, and uh, so we called him Skittles. Um, Uh, the the 90s were not kind, <laughs> but uh, but he says to be not conformed to the world, you know. And the 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 more you grow in Christ, the less and less the idea of being conformed to the world sounds like an attractive thing. It's like you know, 
flip through the news for about five minutes and, and ask yourself, do I want to be conformed to the world? It's like, I, I just, just the headlines alone, I'm like, some of it, I'm like, how is this even news? Like, this isn't news. This is like somebody's private life. You know, they just happen to be famous. That's not news. But, uh, uh, you know, the, and of course, you know, the news has, in politics has increasingly become like uh, an elementary school playground. But, uh, like, he hit me. He called me names. As, as someone who got bullied a lot growing up, it's like, dude, suck it up. You're an adult. So, anyway, it's enough of that. Uh, so, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, bear with me just a second. I don't have this written down, but I think I want to make sure that word is what I think it is. Uh, 3339... Right? Yeah. 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 This is where we get the word metamorphosis. This is the same word that used uh, with uh, Jesus going to the Mount of Transfiguration to be transformed, to be made from one thing into something else by the renewing of your mind. So, how would you renew your mind? It would depend on what you put in it. You know, they say you are what you eat. You know, your mind is the same way. You know, whatever you feed your mind with, you know, will have a great deal to to do with what you become, what your thought process is, your your knee-jerk reactions to things. So he says that we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How would you like to have God have that be say that that was his estimation of your life that you that you proved that good acceptable and perfect will of God like that's I don't know about you but that's that's uh, worth something that I would want to have my life be you know? and and I can tell you that God answers prayers like that if you pray like that God will answer it just be aware that it may not be as easy as you might think. And contrary to popular belief, God is not in the fairy dusting business. I was just telling somebody the other day about how I had prayed to become a dissolver of doubts. And then the next year was probably one of the most difficult years of my life. But I got lots of practice at dissolving doubts. Other people's, my own, all over the place. Because it was either dissolve the doubts or uh, or just sink down into despair. So, you know, I didn't want to be there. That was I, that was not really the, you know, you know, my will would not have chosen to be there. But God was like, well, you did ask, so I'm I'm going along with your will here. It's just not what you were thinking when I, when you asked me about that. So, um, and then go with me one more place to wrap up, and then you all can have your donuts. Um, I don't have to watch that. I'm going to, like, start a riot in here someday. It's like, there's no donuts! Um, 
Uh, Hebrews chapter 13. Wrap it up over here. And I like this because it sounds like the end of a service. It sounds like a benediction. I'm going I'm to read verse 20 and, and 21. It says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do His will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I love this word, working. You know, working is a good word for it, you know, because, uh, I don't know, when I was a kid, I would have, I would like play with kids and stuff, and like they'd have these guys, and I'd have these guys, and every once in a while I'd have like some kid that would be like, I'm going to work these guys. I'm like, what do you mean work them? Like, that's such a weird choice of words. Because uh, I thought that way when I was a kid. I was the kid like in first grade that like, it was, hey, I got this thing, and I'm like, dude, it's you have. Yeah. I, I literally, I can picture this conversation in my head. The kid was like, well, I say gots. And then just went on with his with our conversation. I was like, okay, you got it. Um, but, you know, but what did that kid mean when he said that he was going to work those guys? It's like he's going to make those guys do what they're doing. And so, uh, you know, if you've got the same Bible I've got, you'll see this in the margin. But it's like uh, verse 21, you could say, Make you perfect in every good work to do his will, doing in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. So... And I think this is kind of what we've been dealing with for a while is in some ways we sort of the wheels fall off of our Christianity because we we think that we read things like that and we think, yes, God is going to do everything. And and you can't read this and tell me that God is not going to work in you and do in you. And, and you can't read these scriptures and not come up with the fact that, hey, God knows how to do this stuff in me, get me where I'm going doing what what he wants me to do but where the wheels fall off is then we we assume that he's going to do that uh via fairy dust whether we really let him or not it's just going to sort of happen um, and a lot of what uh a lot of what withholds this, this god really getting these things done is that sense of letting him do it Am I going to surrender to what he wants me to do? Am I going to really honestly give him permission to do this stuff in my life? Because, uh, uh, you know, you have to let go of it before uh, before it goes away. So, um, and, and I like this word perfect, too. Uh, uh, it means to repair, to refit to mend, uh, to prepare, or to set in order. Uh, I like refit. Because if you refit something, you are, you're, you're making some alterations to it to change what it does, change how it works. You know, you're like, like those guys that have like the, 
the cars with all the like the ground effects and the you know fifteen mufflers that make all kinds of noise and stuff and you know uh sounds like the end of the world driving by and uh, you know, it's like the, it's like they're refitting it's like you can tell I live in Ottawa, so there are people that drive up and down my street and it sounds like an airplane it's like oh my gosh. Anyway, so I like the sense of, I mean, repairing and mending, that's awesome too. like that. But refitting, it's like, God, I need you to refit me so that I do this right. You know, you can have like a, a cheap, like $15 faucet, or you can have like a really nice, like $100 faucet, and there is a difference. And it's, it's a noticeable difference in every way, the way it looks, the way it performs, all of that stuff. But you're, you know, if you, you know, you buy the cheap house and it has the cheap faucet in it, you're going to have to refit it with the, the nice stuff and, and the differences in there. But it takes that process of the refitting to happen first. And that's what, and that's what God is saying. He's like, let me... Let me let me do this like retrofit thing on you. Let's uh you know, let's we're gonna take out this old like old and busted mind and we're gonna put in like the you know I don't know anything about engines or whatever, but I'm gonna put like this really amazing thing mind in there instead. You know, it's like look how shiny. You know. That that's that's my extent of on cars. It's like look how shiny and it's like does it have leather seats? Okay. Uh, we are in business, but uh, so anyway, I was doing all right. Then I hear people chuckling in the back. Dang it! All right, uh, I was talking with somebody the other day. It's like I, you know, I wonder like people that don't know me very well. I wonder what kind of halo they might put on me because I'm up here preaching. It's like, oh, I shudder to think. Trying to be pretty transparent. Um, if I did have a halo, it would probably be a little bit bent and kind of off to one side. But uh, anyway, so so God knows how to get you where you're going, and and He really does. He know how to get you in the right frame of mind, and uh, He He knows how to. He knows how to change your mind and change your will and change your direction somehow without really getting you in a chicken wing and holding you down until you say uncle. He, he, but he, he knows how to reduce your options until there are no really good options but his options. And, and so then we, we choose his option and man, everything just is awesome after that. And then, uh, and before we know it, we're like, you know, the upgraded version of ourself because we have his mind. And so it's like everything works better. It's like, man, I mean, I've had, I've had little cheap crummy cars and now I have a really nice car and there is a discernible difference. And it's like, man, wish I could have upgraded a long time ago. And, and I can tell you that when, when you really let God do this stuff in your life, and you turn him loose to do what he wants to do, 
you will think, man, I should have done that a long time ago. And so, so again, he doesn't fairy dust you, but he will indeed get this stuff going in your life if you'll just let him. Jesus, we thank you for your word. God, that, that you are that, that great shepherd of the sheep. God, that, that your, the, the blood of your covenant has made all these things available to us. And, and, and today, God, that's what we're asking you is that you would bring us to those right conclusions. That, that we would be in that frame of mind to have you do what only you could do in us. God, that, that we would turn you loose for the, the willing and the working of your good pleasure in our life. Lord God, that, that uh, everything would be on the table for you to to uh, to examine and change that we wouldn't have any any locked doors in our heart God where we wouldn't let you uh, let you in that room to to deal with things that nothing would be hidden and kept back from you God and God surrender to you is not a, a one and done thing God it's something that we live with God and I just pray that you would bring us into that that place of full surrender to you God with that that you would refit us with your mind, God, that you would change our hearts, that you change our desires, God, and that you would make us into exactly what you want us to be, God, that the world could see that that um, that upgrade that you have done in our life, Lord God, and, and that the, the people around us would, would, would want to know how we got what we got, God, and that the world would see not, not us, not, not a, a better version of ourselves, God, but that they would see you. And that's what we're asking. And I just pray that today you would do in this place what only you can. Uh, God, in your precious, righteous name, meet every need. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.